Hi, my name is Philia, and I am here with my co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep and open and fun conversations that surround everyday life and Christ. Now, faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yemi, what are we diving into today? Well, Philia, we are in the season of the power of parables, where we take a closer look at the parables as told by Jesus Christ, which gives us insight into the kingdom of heaven and teaches us valuable life lessons. The parable we will be covering today is the parable of the creditor and two debtors. I have a hard time saying that word. <laughs> this parable is found in the book of Luke, um, verse chapter seven. We're starting from verse 36 all the way to 50. I will be reading from the NIV version, but please feel free to read from whatever version you like. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume and she stood behind him at his feet weeping. She began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who this, who it is that's touching him and what kind of woman she is. That is she is a sinner. Jesus answered him saying, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Jesus said, two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts, debts of both. Now, which of them loved him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. Jesus replied, you have judged correctly. Then he turned towards the woman and he said, Simon, do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I enter has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say amongst themselves, who is he? Who is this who has forgiven sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Amen. Amen. Wow. I feel like I remember the story um, when we used to do our um, battles. No, women of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Is it the woman of the alabaster jar? It is. It is, isn't it? And I just remember that story so much because I remember she, you know, she came in, she wasn't clean. Her feet were dirty. Um, I think, I don't know if she was a prostitute or some, maybe poor. I, it was something about her that she, people looked at her and I remember she was always being judged and she was ostracized and marginalized in society. And here she was rubbing and using her hair to clean Jesus's, you know, rubbing his feet. And it was like that action, 
she didn't think about what she would look like. Mm -hmm. She didn't think about how she was judged. She just knew that she was forever grateful to be in the presence of this, this Lord, this Savior, this entity that she just wanted him to touch her, to even give her remotely one-tenth of the blessings that he, he can give. So everyone else, you know, looked at her and, and frowned upon her actions because it almost seemed disgraceful and humiliating. And Jesus was able to give that reply to them. And I just think that our actions, again, Jesus is reiterating, that is your actions that I'm looking at, your heart I'm looking at you know, and everything else really doesn't matter because that is what's going to get you in a place of heaven. Yeah, I um, I mean, this is a very, this one, I don't know if you guys know the song, um, Mary's Alabaster Box or Alabaster Jar. Like this song I've heard in church for, <laughs> since I was young mm. and I've seen interpretive dances for this song. And it's like, you know, the woman, you don't know my pain, you don't know my struggle. But like Philia said, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what anyone else had said or, or was doing or how they were looking at her. It mattered that she was in the presence of her savior. And she was this anointing of his feet, this weeping at his feet. This was her repentance. She was purging her sins. You know, when Jesus says, give me your burdens, you know, for, and I will give you mine for it's light and easy, right? You can give your heavy burdens to him and he will nail them to the cross. You are forgiven. She took that literally and she went to him in her repentance action. She wept at his feet and anointed his feet with oil and perfume. And, and, and here you have a Pharisee just judging her. <laughs> and it's funny because he didn't say these things out loud. Jesus knew his thoughts. And, and spoke to him and didn't admonish him, but he told him this parable, this very short parable about the debtors because he wanted him to come into the realization himself that the one who sins more, who has the greatest debt is the one who shows the most gratitude, which was that that woman was doing. So it's almost like you said, it's, it's about your heart, your actions. Like maybe you don't, you haven't sinned like this woman, but it doesn't mean that you're better than her. Right. Here she has no shame in openly repenting in front of everyone for just a moment with Jesus. Wow. Wow. To, to her, for her to unburden her heart. And, 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 and this parable, right? It's short and quick, but it's so obvious that the person who owed the 500 denarii was more grateful to the, to the lender who forgave than the one who owned, who owed like five, who probably would owe another five tomorrow. But 500, that must've been burdensome. That must've been hard. He must've been saying, how am I gonna pay this? I need to get forgiven. I have no money. Do I have to sell my family? What do I have to do? And look at this woman. What do I have yeah. to do to unburden myself of this shame, to unburden myself of this sin, I'm an outcast in my own home. And Jesus looked at her favorably and said, your sins are forgiven. He gave her the seal of you're free. Right. You're right. free. And he told her, go in peace. What a blessing that was for this woman. Right, right. It's also, and I love that. I love that because it's, it's talking about the peace 
that he was able to bestow on her because she was able to worship him mm. and worship him in just in her world, not doing it for others, not showing off, not ashamed, but really relinquishing her rights, her soul, her everything to Jesus just to worship him. And I, it, 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 she just was able to show her love and dedication so abundantly and selflessly that act is like, I, I want to give everything of myself because I'm not worthy of you. And I think that's what Jesus wants us to worship him in that way. It's like, relinquish yourself to me and everything would be done for you. And I think it's just so hard for us to, to do that because I think secretly we're all control freaks. We all just want, you know, we all want to know. We always want to be in control of the things that we do, but there's only but so much because God is in control of everything. Yeah, I mean, and, and only God can forgive, right? Mm -hmm. So she's not looking to these other people, these her judgmental peers or her townsfolks for forgiveness. She's looking to Jesus for forgiveness, right. right? Her, that debt that she's carrying, that burden that she's carrying, she's putting it at his feet. She's coming to him and he's in control of her forgiveness. Right. Like she didn't she didn't ha like she could she didn't have to do that. She could have re silently repented to God, but she came in front of everyone. It's almost like the over the emotion overwhelmed her. Right. right. Like she she wet right. his feet with her tears. Right. Like she was so overcome Come with joy and, and, and that, that passion. Right. right. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it begs the, the, the question of like what really is repentance. Right. right? Because the dictionary would say repentance is sincere regret or remorse. But repentance is also an action too, yes, right? Like, mm -hmm. like you consciously review what you have done and you lay it out bare. You know, you, you, you openly affirm that you have done something wrong. Maybe when you repent, you tell your brother or sister, right? Because the Bible says repent to one another. Mm -hmm. Maybe you go to a priest. Maybe you go to someone in your church community, your Christian community. Maybe you go to a family member. Maybe you go to the person that you've wronged. Maybe you just go to God. Mm -hmm. But it's an action of really reviewing what you've done, feeling really remorseful for what it is. Right. And when you repent, you ask for forgiveness and you don't do it again, right? right? Because you really feel wrong for what you have done. You are released of that burden. So you're carrying it because we can say sorry all the time. You know, people say, oh, I'm sorry, right. I'm sorry, right. I'm sorry, right? right. Like I Obviously. say sorry a lot. And, you know, I just use that word. Sometimes I think it just makes another person feel better. I may right. not even mean it. I'm just like, oh, oh, sorry, because I want them to feel good. Right. right? And that's right. to me, that's more important than whatever I felt at that moment. Right. Right. But do you really mean it? Right. right. You know, is that an act of repentance? So it's just, it's deeper than just that word. Right. Right. Which is what this woman is showing us. Like her repentance is deeper. deeper right. It's deeper. Like this is the physical manifestation of true remorse. Right, right, right. I don't think any of us can actually um, like imagine that. You know, we've seen people be remorseful and cry, but this woman to come into a room full of people who would judge her, judge she wasn't her, invited. Right? No, no. So she was uninvited and then she kneeled and humbled herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, that takes true guts and courage. Yeah, yeah. You know, because society has always ridiculed those who 
are real leaders because that was leadership right there that she did. Ooh. But no one would see that as leadership. Yes. I mean, and, and that's wow. that's why that's why not only Jesus had to say this parable mm -hmm. so that the Pharisee Simon can can rework his thinking, right. renew his mind. Right. But he had to openly forgive her. You know, and say, tell her your sins are forgiven, forgiven because of yeah. your actions, because of what you did here. Right. Because you were brave enough to do this in front of everyone else. Right. And then on top of that, of, it, of him saying that you're forgiven, he's telling her to go in peace. Like her burdens are lifted, lifted right? right? Like her yoke is easy now mm. and light. Mm. And, and I mean, Jesus doing that in front of everyone really means that, listen, I've seen her, I've heard her, and this is what it should be like. This is an action, right? We talked about this before. Jesus is about that action. Not mm -hmm. just about those words. He says, your faith saved you. It was, it was that who compelled her to come forward. You know, like imagine having being burdened. You know, how many of us feel burdened by something and we hide in shame and in secret? We right. don't tell anyone. Right. I, I know there's things that I would never tell anyone. And it laid a wheeze on us. Yeah. You know, so I liked when you mentioned that when he said go in peace, he literally lifted her burdens because he he explains to Simon how her sins were so many. So that's why she was more thankful because she knew the type of sin. She knew what her sins were. She was burdened by her sins. So for Jesus to say, go in peace, he is literally saying, I lift those sins. You are forgiven. Mm -hmm. Don't ever let them hold you back. Go and mm. peace on mm. to you. And I, I, that's what he does for us when we pray and and give up ourselves to him and trust him. Yes. This is what he does for us. Yes. But that is like literally giving up full control. How do you really give up that and know that he is in complete control and he will completely not forsake us? That's your faith. Wow. That's why That's he says deep. your faith saved you. Yeah. It's okay. nothing more than her faith. Yes, she did the action. Right. But it was per, it's a product of her faith, faith. Yes, right? Because our actions show our belief. Mm -hmm. It shows, it confirms what we believe inside. Right. It reveals our internal truth. Mm -hmm. And here she is revealing her internal truth before everyone. I believe you're my Messiah. I believe you're my Savior. I believe you can cleanse me. I believe that you can take this yoke from me. And he did. Yeah. How wonderful was it for, you know, all of those people who were there were, were still judging, but how wonderful for them to witness what true repentance and forgiveness is like. Mm -hmm. I think this message is for everyone. Like some things we hide in shame and secrecy, but that humility that Philia mentioned, we need to humble ourselves yes. to come before Christ, to come before the throne. Lay ourselves bare. Let ourselves be seen. Because mm -hmm. only then can we truly be saved if we're willing to come before Christ and lay ourselves bare. It's that action. It's that action of repentance. Wow. Amen. Amen. I think that this parable teaches us that our faith is key. And our faith shows that we are prepared for the rain that these farmers were 
prepared for and knowing that God was going to provide that. So in this, just take with you that as long as you have faith in God and faith that he will never forsake you, that is the strongest and most humble way that you can show your belief and love in him. Stay Amen. tuned for prayers and our final announcements. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the discussion on the parable of the creditor and two debtors. But before we end, we have a few announcements and then we will close with a prayer. First, we would like to announce that we'll be back next Wednesday with another podcast on the parable of the Good Samaritan. This will be taken from the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. We are super excited to be back on our YouTube Live Wisdom Wednesdays, where we'll be covering the last two podcasts. Don't forget to tune in tonight at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Lastly, our podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever podcasts are accessible. Need to catch up? Well, check out our Instagram page for new updates and previous podcasts. And don't forget to like us, comment, and share with your family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer, specifically praying from the text of the Bible. According to Isaiah 55, 11, the Lord's word does not come back void. Now, God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. And because our prayers are strengthening in numbers, we ask that you come in agreement with us for this closing prayer. Father God, give us our bread today in a quantity sufficient for the whole of the day and grant us relief from our debts to the very degree that we grant relief to those who are indebted to us. And do not bring us to court for trial, Father God, but rather rescue us from the wicked man. Philippians 4.19 says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So, Father God, we need finances right now. So we are crying out to you, Father God, because we need income to pay our bills, buy food, pay debt, and for other things that we need, Father God. So we are asking you, Lord, to provide and take care of us. Father, me, Father, please redirect our thoughts from focusing on our current financial issues. We know that if we look at our circumstances, that we can become easily overwhelmed, Father. We can become easily anxious and feel despair. And so we are asking you, Father, that we need you. We need you to just make a way for us and be our sole provider. We trust you, Lord, with our life and with our finances. So please help us to put our complete trust in you, Father. From Psalm 28, verse 7, you are our strength and our shield in you, our heart trust, and you help, Father God. So give us a heart for you, Father. 
We don't want to be a love of money, Father God. We know that we can't love money and love you at the same time. So help us to keep our priorities of loving you first above and everything else, Father God, and help us to be content and take great measures in understanding that we must rely on our faith. Father God, forgive us for any carelessness on our part when it comes to spending, Father God, and spending frivolously. Help us to be wise with our funds and help us and give us the wisdom, Father God, when it comes to budgeting, paying off our debts and our spending habits. We thank you, Father God, for your prayers, your love, and all of your avid support, Father God. We thank you from the words of our mouths to the meditation of our hearts may be pleasing to you. O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer, in Jesus' precious name, may we all come into agreement and say, amen, amen, and amen. We thank you all for listening to this podcast. We hope you learned something from it. We hope that you remember that we love you, but God loves you best. Until then, we see you tonight for our Wisdom Wednesdays YouTube Live at 7.15 Eastern. Don't miss it. We love you. Be well. And always remember to be kind to one another. Bye.